I mean, I think it's, it's so many touch points, right? I mean, I think there's so many ways that the connection can happen. I mean, there are some things that they have to learn that we, we push them through math, science, you know, social studies and all of those things. But for them to actually see themselves and think through this lens is where I think the biggest connection is. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. Welcome to the next episode of Learning Unboxed. This is your host, Annalise Corbin. And as always, I am super excited um, about our conversation today. And in particular today, we are going to talk about the fashion industry. And we're going to talk about the amazing career potential that that industry has to offer uh, with three folks from Columbus, Ohio, who are eyeball deeps in the weeds, as it would be, trying to make it possible for uh, kids in our community to get involved in the fashion industry. So joining us today, we have Joe Brem. And Joe describes himself as an engagement experience strategist and creative who focuses on design through the eyes of the end user. And how awesome is that, Joe? I mean, it's fun for me. I love it. I love it. Well, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> and also uh, joining Joe is Johan Terrell, our AKA Yogi, as we all know him <laughs> locally, um, who is CEO and partner of Warhol and Wall Street and the newly director of the Columbus Fashion Initiative. So welcome, Yogi. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are very excited also to have with us Rob Smith uh, joining today. And so um, Rob is a chemist who travels the world transforming the fashion industry through science and innovation and is also equally passionate about getting kids involved. So welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. So we're going to just roll up our sleeves and dig right in. Yes, and everybody's helping me out with that. So, you know, I just knew that that's how this crowd was going to go today. So um, so a little bit of context for our listeners. So I don't exactly, I was thinking about this this morning as I was uh, driving to work. I don't exactly remember the first time I met the three of you guys, and I know it wasn't all together. And it may have been that uh, Yogi showed up at Past First to talk about this idea, and I said, come, and then... And I was able to meet the two of you. But we've collectively been having this conversation about what would it mean if we could show kids how to get involved right. in this career for what, about 18 months? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. About that. Yeah. So, so Time flies. It does. And you know, it's been it's been a big effort. So so Yogi, let's let's start with you a, a little <laughs> bit in the sense of set the stage for us about. Or, or 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 anybody else, whoever you think is is best to jump in. But but let's first and foremost talk about the fashion industry and why Columbus, Ohio. Because the other piece that I did I didn't mention, we've got programs and shows that come from all over the world right now um, on this series. And so the Columbus Fashion Initiative, based right here in Central Ohio, why the heck? Why fashion? And nobody out there in the world who's not involved in fashion is going to say, hey, Columbus, Ohio, why why is that? Who's jumping in here? Well, I mean, and anybody can jump in, but I think, you know, we've 
built our city around fashion because of the retailers here, mm-hmm. the designers, the logistics. But a lot of people just don't know about that part. Mm-hmm. So uh, fashion is really a big part of the fabric of our city. It's one of the biggest industries. So we have, you know, healthcare, insurance, education, but fashion is right up there in our top four or five industries in Columbus. But it um, it just hasn't been really embraced as part of our culture. Uh, it's It kind of exists here. And mm-hmm. so... Um, you know, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting, you know, facts around that. But I mean, we've had fashion ingrained in our history from, you know, years, years before we were one of the biggest manufacturers for shoes up until the 70s. A lot of people don't know that. Columbus, no idea. Yeah, yeah. Columbus no is a maker city. And so we've had uh, fashion has been instilled um, in the fabric of the city for years. But like I said, it's just the the culture and the the awareness of it, you know, outside of the city hasn't really been done, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that the other thing, too, is, and I certainly um, hear this from kids all the time. If you you ask a kiddo about, hey, why might I be interested, you know, or are you interested in going into fashion? They have a very, very narrow sense yeah. of what mm-hmm. that means. So, Joe, I know you and I talked about that really early on in this. When 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 you think about the way kids approach this topic, it's it's not the breadth and depth that this industry has to offer. It is not. It is not. I mean, thanks to Rob and Yogi for bringing me into the to the picture. Again, I am a creative, right? right? And so when I was young, I always look at it from the lens that I didn't know about design and the impact of design until college. So really think about the, the the length of time that I went through life, having the ability to create, having the ability to design and draw, but not recognizing that I could have uh, I could I, I could actually provide for my family using mm-hmm. that skill set. And we felt that if we can get that in front of kids pre-K or K up and through their senior year in, in high school, that could give them some information to show that, hey, your skill sets in this industry could be used. In invaluable ways. And, and and you can be a part of a sexy industry doing something that is, you know, you know, behind the scene. Mm-hmm. So uh, I felt that that was that was just the, the lens that I took when I when I uh, approached the project. And I think that the other thing that I love about the way you catch the conversation and you, you put this in the information that you also sent to me and I had forgotten, but we had talked about it before that you hate seeing wasted talent. Yes, 100 percent. And. For a thousand different reasons, I think that we we fail to tap into kids' creativity, their passions, and certainly their talents early enough. And yeah. they, they do wander around in the world trying to figure out what the heck am I going to be doing. And it's commonly the first thing they throw out. Yeah. If there's any financial issues with the school system or whatever the case may be, it's usually the first thing thrown out. When, in my opinion, that's the first thing that should stay. That is the, the thing that should stay. And, and and most of the time, people with wasted talent isn't by choice. It's by ignorance. Right. I just don't know what else to do or how to do it. Right. And I believe this provides that opportunity. And I can't even imagine myself doing it, yeah. whatever that happens yeah. to be, which yeah. brings me to Rob. <laughs> because one of my favorite conversations that, that you and I had early on in this was about the fact that, you know, as a, a chemist in this industry and your your training and experience in this industry has led you to see so many different pieces mm-hmm. of the industry from a practical working standpoint. Yeah. And yet you don't see folks moving that direction. No, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I go back to going to NC State and, and studying textiles, right? I remember, you know, when I got accepted to college, you know, first to go to college in my family, um, it's traditional route, I was straight out of high school into college. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, good at being math and science, you should be an engineer. NC State happened to come to my high school, do a presentation, doing my physics class. 
And that was the first time I even found out what a textile was. So I'm really, really excited. I go home, tell my dad, you know, I want to switch from engineering to going to textiles. <laughs> and I, I, he used some choice language. Um, and, and partly because, you know, lack of exposure. What What is a textile, right? right? And I'm like, I don't know, but still college. It's still <laughs> NC State. Um, so he supported my decision. And it wasn't really until my freshman year that I started to learn a little bit more about what textile and textile sciences is. And specifically what got me was I'm a big sneaker guy. Um, so the moment that they kind of told me that you could do this and work for like a company like Nike, um, I was like, you got me hook and bait. <laughs> so I'm in. I'm in. Um, but, but it kind of goes back to what Joe said is lack of exposure. I didn't even know, you know, that those are opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I even think about the role that I currently have today. Going to NC State, studying textiles, being in the industry, if you will, didn't even realize that the job that I'm doing today even existed. So, like, mm-hmm. I took the yeah. route mm-hmm. of, you know, the right school, the right career, if you will, um, choosing kind of the program that I was going to study and still stumbled into the job that I have today. Mm-hmm. That you love. That clearly. I absolutely yeah. love. Yeah, and you share with kids all the time. We'll yes. circle back around that part. So, so Yogi, your path was similar but different. And then now you're driving this crazy thing called the Columbus Fashion Initiative. So where's that connection for you? Um, yeah, well, I think growing <laughs> up, I've been growing up for me, I've always loved fashion. And um, I remember, you know, growing up probably all the way up until middle school, like we were very poor. So, you know, I think uh, fashion also is a part of innovation. Like mm-hmm. you have to kind of make what you can make out of something, <laughs> make something out of nothing, right? And so uh, I remember, um, you know, once I got to an age where, you know, people start to recognize oh, what do you got on, you know, I had to start being creative. So I've always been in the fashion. And um, me being, you know, now a grown man and graduated school and, you know, doing business and branding, it really started to me as like a brand exercise. And mm-hmm. part of branding, a lot of people don't know, brand is not marketing, it's more about what you really offer the world. What is what are, what are you bringing to the table? And so as a brand exercise, we started to look at Columbus and say, you know, hey, what is Columbus's brand? Columbus has a a lot of talent here. We have we have a lot of great things about our city, but outside of the the market, a lot of people just don't know how great this city is until they get here. And so as we were doing this brand exercise, you know, um, we started to see all the information about fashion. And it, it, of course, because I'm in the fashion, I, mm-hmm. I, I got interested instantly. <laughs> I'm like, what is this about fashion? And so as you started to read all of the history and what we have, I'm like, this is a huge opportunity for, for the city because, like you said, fashion is sexy. When people look at an industry, when they when they hear fashion, everybody makes a fashion decision every morning, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like that is design thinking yes. one hundred and one. Design yes. thinking one hundred and one. Yeah. You get up every day and you tap into your right brain, left brain, whatever, mm-hmm. and you think, okay, based on trends, uh, my personality, what's uh, what colors I like, I you know create that in my head. Okay, I see myself wearing black today with this green and this camo or with the red hat, and you that's one of the first decisions you make. So. Understanding that and seeing that we had all of this expertise in fashion, you know, we started to poke around. And three years later, mm-hmm. we're finally, you know, <laughs> getting to that point where we're starting to make it a serious conversation here in the city because of all of the 
resources and talent and mm-hmm. experts that we have here. Yeah. yeah. So now here we are, right? Yeah. yeah. Here we here we are. And I would like to point out, so in our past design thinking workshops, I often use the, hey, guess what? You got up this morning and started down the road in design thinking. But I would add to your analogy there, Yogi, that, you know, just some folks are just better at it than others because there are some <laughs> absolute epic failures. I mean, the good news is folks don't show up at our workshops, you know, but naked. Yeah, right, right. So there was some success. However, I think that there is a, uh, there's a whole range of how one would design the, mm. uh, define success in that case yeah, so right, right? but right, but, but i do reference that the same exact thing all the time you know yeah. we all got up we we went through this whole process and you know hopefully there was some modification along the way and for some of you we still need to do some more mm-hmm. modification and i often raise my hand and say yeah that would be me because i'm terrible at it but it works out you it look works great out. today okay yes. well, awesome. yes. well thank you for yes. that rob <laughs> it works out um, so, but let's let's circle back around then. And prior to getting to the launch of the fashion initiative itself, there's been some real deliberate work mm-hmm. that you collectively, and I know Rob leading um, pieces within the school. So let's talk about so the last two years as you, the three of you and others that have joined mm-hmm. in the work that you're doing are playing in the K-12 space around saying, if we were to create a yeah. thing that makes this more accessible, what would it look like and how we go about doing that? So, so let's talk a little bit about that journey. So for me, it actually started really, really granular, right? Um, it, it was really an idea that myself and one of my colleagues, Marcus Green, were having at lunch one day. What we kind of recognize is being in the space that we're in, um, in a corporate facility, being kind of the only two black, one of the only two black males kind of there, there was a missing opportunity. Uh, Marcus, for those that have had, have had chance to meet him, is a creative and self-trained in many different ways. So um, he he has a number of access to resources and we're like, at, at the smallest space, we'll use the, the space that you have and we'll just facilitate workshops. Um, so Joe being my collaborator with Breaking Bread and a number of other things and having launched his uh, brand Below the Brim, brought the idea to him. He's like, yo, so it, for us, it was never really the idea of taking it to a school. It was really, let's facilitate workshops and mm-hmm. use, again, the idea of fashion to start to expose kids um, to the opportunities that could present themselves. And then ran into Yogi through a, a friend who used to work at w- work with me as well. And she connected us and he actually had the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I had started to, you know, work a little bit with um, the Columbus schools based upon some other relationships that were kind of manifesting themselves. But really it was kind of meeting Yogi who then introduced, introduced us to you mm-hmm. that really start to really bring this to, you know, an idea of just workshops and somebody's small print shop. Mm-hmm. So that actually, we can actually build infrastructure and actually have a real impact. So, Joe, when you think about the opportunity for kids, the tangible opportunity for kids, not just like the bigger, broader career aspiration, but the opportunity in that moment, um, working with kids, where, where do you see the biggest connection piece or opportunity for kids to understand, hey, this could be more than I think it could be? I mean, I think it's, it's so many touch points, right? I mean, I think there's so many ways that the connection can happen. I mean, there are some things that they have to learn that we, we push them through math, mm-hmm. science, mm-hmm. you know, social studies and all of those things. But for them to actually see themselves and think through this lens is where I think the biggest connection mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. Uh, where they can actually sit back and recognize the thing that I participate in every day 
which I didn't I didn't think about that till you just said that everyone does get dressed every day. Every day. Right? We hope. Yeah, we hope what they do. Um, but that thing that um, is is heavily involved around you or or you're a part of mm-hmm. and you participate in that you can actually. Uh, see life through that lens, I believe that that's the connection. Mm-hmm. And then the gift of, of that is you can actually see how you can contribute to that once you realize and recognize that you uh, that, that, that this lens could be uh, a way to, to, to grow up in or to grow in. So, And the other thing that I'll be perfectly honest that I love about this particular program, and, and as soon as Yogi and I first started having a conversation, I was like, yeah, this one we need to run after and run after hard and not give up on, right? It mm-hmm. took us eight, eight, a lot of time, yeah. 18 months or so to keep having the conversation conversation and coming back. But one of the reasons for that is because it is a unique opportunity around individuality, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So even if you are in a school or an environment that has uniforms with really strict controls around that, the individual person is still shines through, right? There's that opportunity. And I think that that's really meaningful because there's a lot of things that we do or we do to kids Mm -hmm. that strip those components away inside mm-hmm. of a traditional sort of schooling environment if we're not careful, right? Yep, yep. Yep. So I love that about the the concept. So let's dig into the weeds about sort of the bigger overarching umbrella, mm-hmm. and then we're going to dive in specifically on the education piece because the mm-hmm. fashion initiative actually encompasses several different pillars. It's not just the education piece. So, so Yogi, give us the overview. Uh, yeah, sure. So... Based on the research, so we we had to do our research. So that's why we've been working on this since about 2017 mm-hmm. and um, taking it slow because we wanted to really understand what did the full landscape look like. And so after talking to, you know, many retailers here, the city, the county, we started doing more and more research and just learning and learning and learning. And so from that, we did a qualitative study and a quantitative study. And from those uh, studies, we interviewed students, we interviewed um, retailers, we interviewed entrepreneurs and creators. A lot of the information that came back in that study basically showed us what the opportunity was. And so so the pillars are based off of that. So we, from that information they gave us, we saw that there was an opportunity to really dive into education. So there's four pillars, learn, make, innovate, and experience. Mm-hmm. And those really were the four areas that stood out the most out of our study. So education, um, and just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, uh, Joe, is that um, when you're not exposed to something, you don't know the opportunity mm-hmm. there. And then mm-hmm. when you look at certain cities, when you look at like a San Francisco, where tech is definitely a part of their you know, community, it's part of the fabric of that city. And so they have tech in K through 12, right? So these students that live in this market have a better opportunity Mm -hmm. to become, you know, the Mm -hmm. next generation of tech startups or tech workforce and things like that because it's being, they're being exposed to a younger age. And so knowing that we have all that. So anyway, uh, just just touch on that. But I think that's very important. We could come (laughs) back to that. But uh, so education, getting more education about the business of fashion, the different parts of fashion um, making, which is providing opportunities for people to create We have the third largest amount of designers in our market per capita than any other city outside of New York and L.A., Um, but you also have a a growing culture of designers here locally and creators, period, not just designers, Mm -hmm. you know, entrepreneurs who want to start a brand or tech people who want to get into wearables. Um, You have those people, but how do we have, do we have the tools to make it? So make is another uh, pillar and then innovate. You know, it's all about innovation, sustainability. How do we get to market faster? How do we cut down timelines? How do we use innovation to uh, move fashion forward. So innovation is a, a a pillar and an experience. 
you know, Colum- coming into Columbus, like you said, you you don't know that we're mm-hmm. a fashion city. Mm-hmm. If you look at the rooftops or the tops of the buildings, it's insurance, it's healthcare, it's banks, it's financials, things like that. But um, you don't see the, you know, when you come to the airport, you don't see, hey, we're a fashion city, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, creating more experiences here to really put that on a platform and show people, hey, this is where it's happening. That inspires, that trickles down, right? And so the more and more we embed it into our culture, all of that stuff starts to trickle down and impacts the next generation, which is why we all vibed out so much mm-hmm. on that conversation mm-hmm. is because that's the future, right? And we all have a passion for helping the next generation. So those are the four pillars, yeah. Yeah, and people ask me all the time, why Columbus? You know, mm-hmm. why, why are you in Columbus? Why is Past Foundation Columbus? You could have been in anywhere. Why would you choose this place? And my response is almost always, well, why wouldn't we be in Columbus? This is an amazing city, and I am blown away by this all the time. And I'm reminded of the the culture and the community and the way that it leverages the notion of startup and innovation and design. And we we do truly have this ecosystem here that in many ways, because it's in the middle of the country and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 not LA or San Francisco or it's not New York. It's but it has created and drawn a collective set of people mm-hmm. to this place that gives us a breadth and depth that most places don't get to see. Yeah. Yeah. So in my mind, one of the big goals or tasks that we have as a community is how do we harness the collective set of assets mm-hmm. that we have here? A, to keep them so we don't lose them, but B, to use them as that opportunity to help others find their path. Mm-hmm. Coming back to some of the things that we've been collectively talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my mind, when we first had the conversation around, hey, let's do something with fashion. And, you know, my um, my thinking on it has changed over the course of the conversation, right? As, as you know, I, I, I said at the beginning, who knew? I, I certainly didn't, right? And so I've learned so much along the way about, A, what the industry in our community is, but what the potential then for how we would craft thinking about that um, with students. And so part of that work um, as we move forward is around this idea of creating pathways, mm-hmm access points for students. So I want to sort of dive into that a little bit because we, all three of us have talked about this in one form or another. So I'm going to throw this out whoever wants to sort of, sort of jump on. But when we think about sort of the variety of pathway experiences that we can take from a fashion lens, what are the things that first come to mind? I mean, the obvious you know, in terms of just traditional fashion design, but I'm really more interested in the not so yeah. obvious. So I, I, I'll take a stab at it. I think the first thing is, you know, as consumers, we all vote with our dollars, right? right? Um, so we we all, the same way that we choose what ensemble to put on for the day, we, we vote how to spend our dollars and how to spend our money. And I think one of the things that was really important to me throughout this process is oftentimes, um, you know, being a, a black man specifically in the industry, um, you don't see yourself in, in these corporate type mm-hmm. of roles, mm-hmm. right? So um, if you think about the black community and, you know, one of the biggest intellectual properties that we have is the ability to set trends, right? So how do we create opportunities to leverage those kind of the the, the style and that aspect and bring it to? And I remember when I first started working um, in, in corporate, and I would say, you know, insert which retail I was working at at the time. And often I would be asked two questions. What store was I at? And then two, if I wasn't at a store, what distribution center did I work in? So like 
people in certain communities couldn't even fathom the idea of me being in a corporate mm-hmm. upstairs type of role, right? Um, so for me, I think— They it didn't just, see you in, in leadership, right? No, Take your pick how you define yeah, that. Exactly, and I right? think— So part of, for me, goes, like, how do you start to have an intentional conversation with, yes, it's important that you vote with your dollars and you buy things that support your values and kind of help you express the idea that you, how you want to present yourself. But equally, how do we start to have real conversations with, you know, some of these retailers about how do we create pathways of the people that are making your brands cool, having access to opportunities that can change the narrative of their lives, right? Mm -hmm. So, in one generation, I go from being the first to go to college to what this industry has afforded me to expose my son to. Right. And Joe and I often have conversations about mm-hmm. right, the benefits that our kids are going to be able to get just from the the pure conversations that we have and what we're exposing them to now at 10, you know, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, when when you think about the the um, the career opportunity or so you're 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 navigating and mentoring a set of kids to go down this road in the fashion industry what, what are some of the key components that you're you're tagging for these kiddos to say hey you can do this you can do this you can do this that you sort of see are some sweet spots because part of this and as we circle back around you know I'm, I'm a teacher somewhere out there in the world and I'm sitting here listening to these three guys talk to me about the fashion industry, you know, first and foremost, the majority of teachers are female, um, and mm-hmm. you know, so and so there's a there's a there's a, a sort of mismatch to some extent there, right? And working with with some some kiddos, and the other piece is we also don't necessarily assume that the fashion industry, and certainly mm-hmm. not the moving of more and more kids into this industry, is going to be led by a group of men. Yeah. So we have a lot of inherent biases mm-hmm. in our understanding of this industry, no question whatsoever. So you've got this captive group of kids and you're advising a teacher in the middle of nowhere, hey, let's go ahead and you can do this yourself. What is it that you're telling them, the you, components they're drawing on? It's funny you're asking me. I am asking I am you, Joe, for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I would check this out. This is, what, this is why it's important. Well, I mean, this is, this is from my perspective. And I think you, you hinted at it when you were speaking of how we are at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, just imagine all three of us right now, and me me specifically, I, I really don't know the fashion industry mm-hmm. in detail like a Rob or like a Yogi. I know that I have a skill set. And one way that I could express that skill set is creating on tees, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. the approach I right. take. Right. And in the conversations that I'm having with the Rob and that I'm having with the Yogi and I'm having with Annalise, I'm learning so much about the fashion industry that I would never have known in in any other way. Uh, ideas like um, you know how to run a process, the manufacturing mm-hmm. and the distribution, which um, uh, in addition to how to actually sew, how to actually craft and, and pattern things in a way that um, has longevity, that can mm-hmm. stay on the shelves, which color combinations to choose from. These are things that I I did not go out and search and I did not know existed, right? Um, but even as an adult, and as of today, I can take that information and it helps my creative process when it comes to branding for a Fortune 500 company. Um, so if you, were, if you were asking me, you know, which roles mm-hmm. a, a student could learn uh, in this program, I mean, all I can speak from is the creative standpoint. So, so I'm, 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 but, but I'm that's not, the reason I asked but, you this. So what Joe isn't talking to, and which is why he know I'm about to get on him, is... He does it all the time. There are things, so... And I think one of the things that Joe does really, really well and is most passionate about is 
what we are essentially doing are creating opportunities that didn't exist exactly. for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so Joe could tell you as a creative, when he left undergrad, he 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 had to choose a route mm-hmm. of going into corporate because those those platforms didn't exist. Right. So when you think about the industry of fashion and the business of fashion, the idea of not, that road does exist, but many of our students aren't even aware that that's a road Correct. that they could yeah. take. So right. I think that's the piece yeah. that Joe sometimes, you know, skips over. Mm-hmm. But I think between that and being an entrepreneur and, you know, doing the below the brim piece, like mm-hmm. those are things that until you actually start down this road, you don't really know the trajectory of where you could go or how things might manifest themselves. Because yeah. we live it, right? I'm living, I'm in the space. I, I live my life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you don't recognize that, you know, the things that you're doing is truly uh, being, ex- you were you exposed to something that you, yep. you didn't have access to mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I just have to throw this out. Like, I, I didn't know Yogi uh, for, for some time. And I honestly did create a uh, Below the Brim and it's a fashion label. Not mm-hmm. even, it's not even a fashion label when you start to think, you know, when you start thinking of the context of what true fashion mm-hmm. is, but it was a graphic t-shirt. And he was one of the first guys that uh, published me you know, uh, and and his uh, fly paper yeah, we had article, an online magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the idea that hold on, now you can get published, okay? And you know, and he was working at a radio, uh, yeah, station, radio station at the station, time, yeah. so I, I was exposed to something like that then, which then helped me uh, to turn around and tell kids that that I come into mm-hmm. contact with, hey, so, you may not like to design the clothes, but listen, you can actually help promote somebody that's designing mm-hmm. it for you and, and now they're like what yeah. you can yeah. get paid right yeah. so and so that one, that yeah. was the point right <laughs> because <laughs> it does yeah it's so good yeah. on you Joe yeah. you got because it you know and you can strip the word fashion industry mm-hmm. off of this conversation and that's the beauty yes. of the work that I think that we are all collectively mm-hmm. engaged in right and at the end of the day we're saying look pick an industry, pick a career, sets of careers. And the reality of it is kids have no idea mm-hmm. what any industry entails or where or what the possibility, the potential. They have no idea, right? That there's entrepreneurship in every industry yeah, we yes. could imagine, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. know, there we we need the creatives, we need the scientists, we need the folks out there saying, here's the vision component of it. And that the reality is that if you love something, if you are, if you are a yogi as a kid who just loves fashion no matter what, long before he truly got into to that yeah. industry standpoint, that that thing I love, that passion that I have can, in fact, turn mm-hmm. into an entire career for me. Mm, yes. And I can, in fact, start to find people who look like me, feel like me, talk like me, come from the same places I come from. You know, as a global enterprise, yeah. we have the opportunity and now is the time to change the tide yeah. around yeah. how do we help young people think about their futures? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. So. Yogi, yeah. translate all of that then for us into the the work of this initiative of the next, say, three to six months, because we are collectively getting ready to start the hard work on the pathway mm-hmm. stuff. We've got a couple of schools now who are opting in. We're yeah. going to be piloting next year. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at a really intriguing space. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's, what's exciting about it is, um, like we said before, it's the lens. Mm-hmm. So... I had this conversation with somebody the other day, just a quick story about uh, about art. And we were talking about uh, a gallery experience where a famous 
uh, rappers or famous artists or celebrities actually had uh, an exhibit where they showcased another way of their art expression. But the whole point was like, as a youth, we look up to certain people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of youth, and when we go speak at schools, you ask the kids, what do you want to be? And they speak about what they see. So they mm-hmm. speak about entertainment. Mm-hmm. They speak about uh, sports. You know, it's things like that. And so that's why we all agree that exposure is really mm-hmm. where you start. Mm-hmm. And since you have a lens of fashion, you can ask any youth whether you have money or not. You know, who are some of the people that influence you? And, you, and, they, and they'll say a Kanye. They'll say uh, mm-hmm. they want a pair of Yeezys. They want a pair. You know, so so that's the good thing about this is that because we have so many people here from different parts of the industry that from the chemists and mm-hmm. science, you're able to use fashion mm-hmm. to draw them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you said you get them into STEM. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if I can learn the science behind how a Yeezy is made, all of a sudden now I'm into mm-hmm. fibers and textiles. Exactly. right? And so exactly. we, uh, we were talking about this as we've been on this journey, we've been uh, learning about how many experts like Rob, exist in this market, which makes us a unique market. And mm-hmm. one of them is uh, one of the guys who helped create some of the Jordans, the, mm-hmm. you know, Jordans, which are famous, you know, infamous Jordan brand is in Columbus three times a month because he works with designer brands here. And so, mm-hmm. and you could tell more about, about Dwayne, but, but, you know, the fact that we have one of the guys who makes one of the most iconic shoes mm-hmm. in this market, who has actual platform to teach people how to make shoes, how many youth, would get super excited to learn from the guy who made Jordans how to design a shoe, right? And so those connections are what we're trying to do now. And so the programs that we're about to launch are really about exposure and creating that Mm -hmm. pathway, allowing you to see, hey, you see somebody who looks like you, guess what? I'm making Jordans. What? How do I do that? Let me show you. Mm -hmm. Or you see me, uh, I'm working with, you know, Louis Vuitton. What? Let me show you what I do. Mm-hmm. And so using fashion as a lens, all of a sudden, how if I'm not a designer, how do I feel like I can get engaged? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, what are you into? Well, I'm into tech and gaming. Oh, okay, well, let me show you how that is transferring the experience mm-hmm. about how people buy fashion. So now you can give into mm-hmm. something through the lens of fashion, but also live, live your passion. So we're starting to, you know, the programs with a couple of schools this mm-hmm. year. So one of the programs we're going to start is a summer program mm-hmm. in conjunction with PAST and uh, with KIPP. And mm-hmm. KIPP, we're going to work with uh, KIPP to bring in about 20 students to um, mm-hmm. learn through the lens of fashion things like, you know, science and engineering and, you know, design and marketing. So we're going to teach them that. And then uh, we're also looking forward to um, starting a fashion club, you mm-hmm. know, just a, a, a platform for the youth to get together to bring fashion to their schools and then also take fashion up and connect with retailers and educators and things like that. So that's just the beginning. And so we're looking forward to how we all collectively bring our minds together to you know, reach down and expose and mm-hmm. then bring up and connect. So I'm going to say, if I can just add two things to that, and I think the beauty of this is not being an educator, right? Mm-hmm. So respecting what, you know, what the Past Foundation and what you guys are doing from like building out the process, but then having industry partners mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. live it in real life. And I think that for me, it's, it's the intentional collaboration of the Correct. two, right? Yeah. So I can only tell you about my experiences and you guys have a great, ability to translate that and scale it out for it to connect with students. And I think more so people don't feel empowered to create the opportunities. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the things, hopefully this becomes is an example of you could take something like a small idea and get with the right people around the table and really manifest it to be something beyond your wildest imagination. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, too, the other thing that I love about it is, you know, we we know that if we don't engage kids really, really early and we hook them, we find the thing, you know, back to the collective mm-hmm. conversation is that, you know, the fashion and their love of fashion, whether it be shoes or anything else, right? It's, it's that hook, right? Mm-hmm. I know that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about that thing. I want to, you know, in this case, I, I want to be wearing that pair of shoes, right? Well, that's awesome, right? That's the thing that's going to get the kid to the conversation. Yep. And once yep. I get them in the conversation, right. as long as I don't bore them to tears, <laughs> right? right? Seriously, right? right? Then, then that kid's going to stick. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what we see certainly at Pastis when we, when we, we pull you know, those resources together, back to Rob's point, you take the the knowledge about what we have to teach and you take the, the, the real world life experience and industry and you put those together, then you won't lose those kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And when they're exposed, they start asking questions. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then the question then becomes, well, why can't I apply that coloring to mm-hmm. that poster? And mm-hmm. the next thing you know, there's an innovative idea mm-hmm. that no one would have even thought of mm-hmm. without that type mm-hmm. of experience. That's a great point, too, because mm-hmm. the youth, they're, they're not, just like you kind of mentioned earlier, they haven't had life shaped for them, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. of the years of people telling them how to live and how to think, right? So they're the ones that are, the they're the first disruptors, right? Because oh, they yeah. look at things with such an open mind. So the the earlier you can expose them to these things, yeah. you know, yeah. they will play. They will oh, play yeah. with That's their the mind. Point. You know, yeah. th- their minds are are structured to, hey, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't live by those constructs. Yeah. I've never even heard of those constructs. So why couldn't yeah. you put A with Z? Mm-hmm. Like, why can we put A with Z? And then there you have your innovation. So yeah. right. why not tap into that youthful mm-hmm. resource? Mm-hmm. You know, now, right? That's a good yeah. point. I, I tell people all the time that one of the things that I love about the innovation lab and the work that we we've done and we spend a lot of time working with kids around being their own industry R and D teams. People ask me all the time, why on earth would you do that? Right? Because there's so much stuff these kids don't know. They can't truly be an industry R and D team. And I call BS mm-hmm. for starters. <laughs> and and part of that is because back to that point, you know, these in many ways the kids are way more creative than we are as an adult, right? And in part because their lack of life experience, their lack of formalized training in whatever industry we're talking about means they don't come to the problem with a set of constraints in their backpack that say, I can't mix this color with Mm -hmm. that color, or I can't do X, Y, or Z. And because they don't know those things, lots of their ideas may not be actionable, but there are seeds of their ideas that, quite frankly, will save the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably one of the most powerful lessons that I have had the chance to learn from even our own process. But literally sitting down and watching kids when I say, here's the problem. Go. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah, It's powerful. And the other piece, I think, that sort of rolls in through all of this in the power is that the belief, and there's no question that you know, everybody sitting around this table today has this same belief that every kid is capable of great things. Yeah. Without question, no matter, no matter what, mm-hmm. every kid can in fact. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's amazing with the Pass Foundation, you are helping the kids recognize ownership. Now, imagine taking ownership of your uh, ability to create and the idea that you're going to move in a certain career path, that ownerships make you accountable. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yeah. that keeps you, you know, sustained and, 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 and committed to whatever cause, cause may be at mm-hmm. the end of that. So. 
Absolutely. It's a, it's a journey. Yeah, it is. It's a fun journey. So, um, gentlemen, thank you very, very much for uh, spending time with us today. We're going to circle back around. So the four of us are going to gather around the table again in about a year. Yeah, this conversation is just getting started. And we're going to have an update. So there will be a part two to this conversation. I love it. um, Because everybody wants to know, okay, they talked about it, but what did you actually Mm -hmm. do? Right. So same same time next year, we're going to be right back here. Sounds good. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.